and welcome to Recruitment in the Modern World. In this episode, we discuss the idea of the business environment. What is it? Why does it matter? And where are the problem areas? With me, I am pleased to have Anthony Haynes, Communications Director for FJ Wilson Talent Services. Hi there, Anthony. Hi, Shara. Good to be here. Great to have you. So, business environment. What is it? Well, I'll start by saying what it isn't. Uh, Almost as as soon as you use that phrase, people will start thinking of the natural environment. And uh, Mm. it's very difficult when you talk about business environment to say to people, I'm not talking about green policies primarily here. So (laughs) I think a better phrase, unfortunately, is not very widely used, but a better phrase would be business context. In other words, we're interested not in what's going on inside your own business, but what's going on around it. So I think business context is a phrase I'd use. Okay. So business context, I do like that. Um, why should we be concerned about it? Well, there's a tendency amongst business owners, for very understandable reasons, to focus on what's going on inside their own business. And I think this is probably particularly true of small and medium-sized businesses and perhaps even more true of micro enterprises Uh, so it's quite natural to attend to things that to some extent are in your control I mean things like um, for instance your recruitment procedures or your marketing strategy or your service agreements with with stakeholders for instance but it's also important uh, you know it's quite right that you should attend to those you'll have a problem if you don't but uh, it's also important to think about well what's going on around my business things that actually I might not be in control of but are going to have an impact on us and so the idea of a business context is it encourages the business owner to lift their heads up and to survey the horizon and see what's coming towards them so I always when I'm thinking about this I actually think of a very well-known song by Bob Dylan okay called All Along the Watchtower and he's got this image of people on the watchtower looking out and the the last few lines are outside in the distance Mm. a wildcat did growl two riders were approaching the wind began to howl and whoever plays this song, whether it's Jimi Hendrix or whoever, you always get a kind of wild and sometimes quite sinister kind of or unsettling guitar um, solo at that point. So that 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 for me captures this idea of, well, we better have a look at what's coming our way. Absolutely. And I think now that's going to be firmly planted in all our minds when we think about it. Do you have an an example of sort of how that works in practicality or where it's worked? Yeah, I think at FJ Wilson, we we regularly review the business context. In fact, we, we always have one board meeting a year devoted to this. And the one that sticks in my memory, actually, is in the very early days of Brexit, before the point where the whole nation seemed to obsess on it. Yeah. We actually thought, well, we better have a think about this Brexit thing and, and see what the implications are for our business. So so we did. And actually, what we concluded was we couldn't really see why it was going to have much effect on us. Okay. You know, we kept thinking, oh, are we missing something here? So, uh, and so we decided, you know, we thought, no, okay, we've had a look at it. We don't, we're not going to worry about it. And actually, the fact we did that early on meant that in the next few years, when increasingly people were talking about it and there were endless sort of discussion programs and briefings and meetings for business and people giving you advice about Brexit, we actually thought, no, we'll just carry on. 
sorted. And that saved us so much wasted energy, I think. You certainly heard the howls and the wind <laughs> ahead of time. Um, and because <laughs> th- there is something about being prepared and having mm. covered that business context. So how do you attend to business environment or context? As I say, in our business, we, we make a point of doing it regularly because it's one of those things where you, you could always mean to be doing it and never quite get around to it. Mm. Um, I think it's useful to adopt a framework. So various people okay. have come up with different frameworks, each of which is designed to make sure you don't miss something important. So they're, they're all tools for sort of focusing your attention on various things. Mm. And I don't ever get very worried about which particular framework and which particular acronym people are using. <laughs> the one that we've used is probably the best known, which is PESEL, yep. where the letters stand respectively for politics, economics, society, technology, law, and the environment. And once you've decided on your framework, it's then useful to set up some indicators so you can monitor these things without spending an undue amount of time doing so. And and so once you've got your framework, what are the problem areas? I think there are a few. I mean, one is how do you categorise things? So it's very easy to come up with things where you don't know which category it's in. Uh, let's take demographics and population change. So I suppose, you know, from the days when I studied economics, I, I think that's an economic factor. But other people might say, well, no, that's more to do with sort of uh, changing lifestyles and so on. So we should call it a social factor. Yeah. I think the key thing to say there is it doesn't really matter. The, the thing that matters is, are you actually doing this? Are you thinking about demographics or are you ignoring it? Kind of where you put it in the model, that's less important. So I suppose the problem there is, I said the problem was it's unclear how to categorise things. Mm. Really, the problem is, spending a lot of time worrying about how to categorize things getting caught in the weeds um <laughs> yes yes uh, that yes. is such a good point because that's where a lot of your time is spent and then you haven't actually yeah talked about the actual issue yes. um any others yeah the t i said okay. just now i said the t stands for technological um mm. But it also stands for technical, I think. In other words, sometimes there are changes in your context that are not, I wouldn't really call them technology. Mm. Um, They're to do with things like changing processes or ways of doing things. So it may be, for instance, your industry has a classification scheme and they change the classification scheme and and that has um, implications for you in terms of marketing and and so on. So, I mean, I'm sure your, your own business uh, sharer is mm. full of people who speak ancient greek so i, I suggest <laughs> using the word te- <laughs> i suggest using the word techno which is the root of technology and technical as a as a way of nailing the t watch me bring up techno in the next meeting <laughs> yeah yes. excellent so we've got we've got the problem of categorizing and then they can yeah. get specific words or categories like Techno. Um, mm. Are there any others? Yeah, I think the E, I said the second E was environmental. Mm. And I think these days everyone would say, yes, uh, an environmental discussion is something we need to think about. Yeah. But uh, some people also apply the E to ethical and the changing ethical context. And again, this is one of these things where I don't mind which one you think is the E, but do them both. I mean, they're yes. both very important in, in modern business. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't know which to choose from whether yeah. environmental mm. or they're definitely also connected right yes um, yes and i think we've got a little bit more time can we squeeze one more problem area yeah well i might not call it a problem area i might, I might call it an opportunity actually i okay. know that's a, a bit of a cliche but um 
we've tinkered a bit uh, with these things at FJ Wilson, and actually the model we now use we call the framework Epistle. Okay. This is partly sort of intellectual arrogance on our part that, of course, we need to have a model that's <laughs> different and better from everyone else. Um, okay. uh, <laughs> but inserted uh, I to stand for, well, is it intellectual or is it ideas? I'm not quite sure, but changes in the ideas landscape. And to give you an idea of that, I think in contemporary debate, there's, uh, there's an idea that has a big influence, the idea of openness. Mm. And actually, I think this cuts across lots of different categories. So I'll give you an example. There's something called open innovation where a company might say, you know, rather than do all our own R&D, we'll actually outsource it to other people. And we might also come up with ideas for innovation and we're not the right organisation to implement them. So actually, we're going to find ways of passing our ideas out to other people. So that's open innovation. And then there's something like open source software where you make the code available to people and they can use it and they can play around with it if they like and then there's things like open access where the idea is instead of readers customers having to pay to access documents the people producing the document cover the costs and they're free to the user and generally speaking i think there's a sort of bias in our language here which is the minute you brand one thing open and the opposite closed Mm. people kind of like the open one (laughs) Uh, they're biased in favour of that and that's I'm not sure what to do with that idea Mm. but I'm just aware it's a general idea swirling around that could have business implications so it's something I want to give some thought to absolutely and again it's definitely a how we need to be listening out for um thank you Anthony so just thinking about diving in a bit deeper is there a resource on business environmental context that you'd recommend yeah, I'm going to recommend a textbook, which I wouldn't okay. normally do on this program. It's a higher education textbook. But the reason I recommend it is I don't think it's actually particularly academic. Okay. It's it's informative and descriptive. And it's by a group of authors. The first name is Ian Worthington. As usual, we'll put the reference into the show notes. The book itself is called The Business Environment, and the subtitle is A Global Perspective. So The Business Environment, A Global Perspective. It's just very good at describing in unpretentious terms what the various factors in your business context are and why they matter and what sort of indicators you could follow in order to to keep your eye on them. Brilliant. Thank you, Anthony. And so just before we finish up, so you are Communications Director of FJ Wilson Talent Services. What does the yes. company offer? Well, we offer recruitment services, not in, in a general way, in a specialist way. So the market we serve are clients who are membership bodies or learning providers or awarding bodies. Mm. And we also don't cover the whole spectrum of roles. We deal with professional roles from mid-level up to senior level. A lot of the roles we deal with uh, have job titles like, um, you know, uh, head of or director of that type of job. And where can listeners go to find out a bit more? Very simple. If you go to our website, which is simply fjwilson.com. And the phone number is displayed there, but I'll, I'll give the phone number as well. It's 0203 Great. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Cheryl. It's been a pleasure. And thank you to our listeners. And please do join us for the next episode of Recruitment in the Modern World. The music for this episode comes courtesy of the composer Harry Chalmers. Mm-hmm.